0: Hypertension affects one third of humans. Untreated hypertension shortens life expectancy by five years because it's a major cause of heart failure, renal failure, strokes, and coronary disease. The mortality due to hypertension has increased more than 30% in the last three decades. And the sad fact is that hypertension is uncontrolled in the majority of hypertensive patients. But it seems there's a breakthrough treatment.
1: Welcome to CardioBuzz, your one-stop shop for all things cardiology. We're here to bring you the latest news and information about heart health. Whether you're a healthcare professional or just someone who wants to learn more about heart health, we have something for you. Hello, doctor. I thought that high blood pressure was very easy to treat. We have several drug classes to lower
0: the blood pressure. Isn't that correct? Yes, we have several medications and combinations to treat hypertension, but the control rates are frustrating. Blood pressure is actually controlled in less than 25% of treated patients.
1: Though, I didn't know that. Why is hypertension difficult
0: to control? Many hypertensives are unaware of their illness. Physicians may be reluctant to initiate or intensify therapy. Patients may not be adherent to prescribed daily doses of medications. And some of our medications have limitations in strength or side effects.
1: Can you elaborate more on the strength and side effects issues of medications?
0: Let's take the renin-angiotensin system as an example. That system plays a key role in blood pressure control and blood pressure elevation. Targeting that system with medications will lower the blood pressure, and we have evidence from trials on tens of thousands of patients on the efficacy of renin-angiotensin system inhibitors. They are the first line of treatment. They are recommended in most of the guidelines. However, the residual risk remains high even on treatment. Some of the limitations could be related to their effects on the kidney and on serum potassium. And also, a long-term blockade of the renin angiotensin system with these medications leads to a compensatory reaction from the body that increases the levels of renin, which is like an escape phenomenon. So the system gets activated again while being suppressed with these medications.
1: Do you mean we need better blood
0: pressure medications? Yes, we need a medication that is effective, specific, with no side effects, covers 24 hours of the day and is long-lasting and it would be even more favorable to avoid daily intake of pills.
1: And do we have that already?
0: Well, not yet, but it seems we have a breakthrough treatment on the horizon and that is the RNA therapeutic. What are the RNA or DNA therapeutics? DNA resides in the nucleus, and DNA has the code for making all the proteins. This code needs to be sent to the cell organs through a messenger, and that's the messenger RNA. If we want to stop the production of any protein, then we can target the messenger. Therefore, we abort the production of that protein for a long period of time. How does that
1: apply to hypertension and to the
0: renin-angiotensin system? Well, angiotensinogen is a protein. It's mainly produced by the liver. If we stop the production of angiotensinogen in the liver, then the whole renin-angiotensin system will be silenced. And how can we target that messenger RNA? We can achieve that using small interfering RNA. And what is that small interfering RNA? As the name implies, these are small or short sequence of nucleotides. Small interfering RNA Cerna binds to the specific messenger RNA. It degrades the target messenger RNA, preventing protein synthesis. Okay,
1: do we already have Cerna as drugs?
0: Yes, we already have small interfering RNA available for cholesterol lowering. We have inclisiran that can significantly lower cholesterol levels and the effect is sustained up for six months after single subcutaneous injection. Got it. And now we have them for hypertension. Exactly. We have xylebissarin, the first-in-class small interfering RNA that silences the hepatic angiotensinogen expression, leading to decreased production of angiotensinogen protein, suppression of angiotensin 1, angiotensin 2, and consequently blood pressure lowering. Circulating angiotensinogen is derived primarily from the liver, so we need to target the renin-angiotensin system in the liver.
1: How does xylebissarin target the liver specifically?
0: To accomplish that, the small interfering RNA is conjugated to a molecule, it's GALNAC. It binds to a specific receptor on the surface of the liver. This GALNAC conjugation enhances the siRNA delivery to the hepatocytes, so xylbiceren targets only the liver, and it does not affect the angiotensinogen production in the kidneys, in the brain, and in the adipose tissue.
1: You mean it will not have any effects on the kidneys and other tissues?
0: Yes, most likely, when we target only the hepatocyte, extrahepatic angiotensinogen production will be preserved, limiting the side effects on the kidneys and other tissues.
1: Will we see compensatory escape and reactivation of the renin system as we saw with ACE inhibitors and RBs?
0: Angiotensinogen is the sole precursor of all angiotensin peptides. So inhibition of the renin-angiotensin system with this approach will theoretically limit any compensatory reactivation or escape that we currently see with oral ACE inhibitors and angiotensin receptor blockers.
1: So was the drug tested on humans?
0: Yes, we have the results of the Phase 1 study, which is a study to find the proper dose, drug interactions, and the side effects. This study was recently published in the New England Journal of Medicine. A group of researchers from the United States and the UK found that a single dose of xylbicirin reduced the production of angiotensinogen, suppressed the renin-angiotensin system, and resulted in long-lasting blood pressure-lowering effects in patients with hypertension. They included 107 adults with hypertension. They excluded secondary hypertension, diabetes, postural hypertension, patients with previous cardiovascular events. The study had more than one part. In part one, patients were randomly assigned in a two-to-one ratio to receive either a placebo injection or different doses of Xylbaceren, ranging from 10 to 800 milligrams. Patients were followed for 24 weeks and their researchers found a 21 millimeter mercury reduction in blood pressure at six weeks after administration of the 800 mg and the effects were sustained up to 24 weeks after the single dose. In another part of the study, they tested the effect of 800 mg when co-administered with herbisartan, which is an oral angiotensin receptor blocker. The combination gave an extra 6.3 mm reduction in systolic blood pressure and extra 3 mm reduction in diastolic blood pressure.
1: Did I hear that correct? 24 weeks. Do you mean that a single injection reduced the blood pressure for a whole 6 months?
0: Yes, the effect was obvious after 6 weeks of just one injection and the blood pressure lowering effect lasted up to 6 months.
1: Wow, that's impressive. So patients did not need to swallow a daily pill, just one shot and forget blood pressure for 6 months. But wouldn't that be dangerous if the patient becomes hypotensive for any reason? The drug effect will still be there,
0: right? Well, your concern is valid, but it's reassuring that there were no drug-related hypotension that required medical intervention during the study.
1: Okay, but all the patients in the study were low-risk. Perhaps if we give it to higher-risk and elderly patients, they might become hypotensive and that may last for six months. How about that?
0: You're right again. That's why the researchers in another part assessed the effect of the 800 milligram dose under low-salt or high-salt dietary conditions. And they found that the blood pressure changes after zalbissaran treatment could be reversed through high dietary salt intake.
1: That's good. So salt can antagonize the drug effect. But it would be more reassuring if we have an antidote or a reversal agent isn't that correct.
0: Yes, of course, there's a platform, it's called Reversir. It has been developed for rapid and potent reversal of small interfering RNA-mediated effects. This platform also uses a GalNac molecule that makes it very specific to the liver. Again, it's complementary to the small interfering RNA, so it's very specific. A single dose of Reversir can fully reverse the target gene silencing within four days.
1: It is good to know that, but does that shot have other side effects?
0: In the study, there were no deaths or unplanned hospitalizations, no significant changes in serum potassium, sodium, serum keratinine, renal functions. The only side effect was injection site reactions.
1: I heard that angiotensin antagonists are contraindicated in pregnancy. Can be used in pregnancy?
0: Preclinical studies that evaluated angiotensinogen small interfering RNA in rat models of preeclampsia didn't detect any deleterious effects on the pups, and it showed that the small interfering RNA did not cross the placenta. But still, we are not sure there are insufficient data to evaluate whether the teratogenic effects of renin-angiotensin system inhibitors may also be seen with xylbicerin. So we need to wait.
1: So, I hope I got it correct. We have a single shot that can lower blood pressure for 6 months with very few side effects, and it does not cross the placenta.
0: Yes, we get 6 months of 24-hour control of blood pressure, and the effect can be reversed by taking salt, and there's a specific antidote with no effects on the kidney functions and with a potential for use in pregnancy.
1: That sounds great. Do we have the injection available now for use?
0: The medication is not available yet. It still needs to be further evaluated on bigger trials. So it's planned to be studied in two coming studies and we'll get you the results once they are released.
1: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Cardio Buzz. If you did, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to check out our other episodes for more information on cardiovascular health. See you in the next episode.